0: This podcast contains material and language that may be disturbing to some listeners. While not explicit, listener discretion is advised. David and Shane discuss the random paranormal adventures and stories. We dive into paranormal cases from the past and the present. We also talk about what got us into the paranormal, the highlights, and the scary moments while on our adventures. This is Shane, and you are listening to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Hey everybody, just before this episode starts, We just wanted to let you know that we have switched platforms. We were on Spreaker, but we have moved over to Anchor now. So all of our information will be updated and everything, so that way you guys can go straight to Anchor or to Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Shane. And I'm David. And this is going to be part two of Cleansings. Now the first part, we talked about a few of the different things, like we talked about how cleansings differentiate from different case to case, how religion kind of plays a part into it. Some of the religious aspects of cleansings actually work with different types of cleansings. We talked about how to cleanse malicious, demonic, and non-human entities, plus we had some stories on top of that. And this is going to be a continuation of what we were talking about in part one. Now, before we get started on that, just real quickly, just in case if you haven't heard our disclaimer in the last couple of episodes, we are on Anchor now. So just make sure you head over to Anchor. The link is in the description with our other links as well of this podcast. Make sure you tune in there. It is being shared over to Spotify as well. I realize at least nine-tenths of the people out there in the world, you actually use Spotify for podcasting instead of other things, but we just want to let you know that we are all over on Anchor now. We are still using Spreaker to a point to distribute to other ways to listen to our podcast, but from here on out, it is going to be Anchor. Our guest today is going to be the same guest as part one, which was going to be Diana. Diana, how are you doing today?
1: good
0: how are you doing good doing good so i just wanted to thank you again for coming on our episode i know uh you're a busy lady and you got a family to take care of but we do appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to come and do this podcast with us well
1: anytime
0: all right so to get on to our current topic now diana from the last episode that we did and we talked about the different types of cleansings. When it comes to demonic, non-human, elementals, stuff like that, we kind of touched base on a little bit of that on the previous episode. And we talked about how, in your experience, you tried a few things and saw what things work and saw what things didn't work and everything. Now, during an actual cleansing, what types of herbs, sprays, anything like that, do you commonly use during a cleansing?
1: Um, so I always use Palo Santo. I always use, um, basil, cinnamon, those types of things. We use a lot of cumin and salt. Just mix them together in different manners, depending on what you're dealing with in each house. It's kind of, it really is kind of a case-to-case situation, though, as to what you want to use.
0: So say, for example, if we're dealing with a elemental. Now, let's just throw out, uh, say, a fire elemental. What's the different process for that one versus doing just a normal cleansing, trying to get rid of a malicious entity?
1: So that one you have to bring in more things. You have to basically fight that element with the other elements. A good mix is actually using vinegar, um, putting pepper, things like that that for some reason don't mesh well with fire. So you bring in different elements like that, and it helps. Vinegar is a great thing to use for elementals. Um, Pepper, different things. So fire, you might throw things that represent water, like seashells. You can use all kinds of things It would amaze you what you can use.
2: Have we dealt with the fire elemental before? I'm sure Diana probably has, but you and me, Shane?
0: No, I believe we went against the air, water, and earth elemental. We haven't dealt with the fire one yet.
2: So we've almost hit all of them. Almost. Yay. Well, I guess the reason, reason I why I we don't ask do about
0: the fire one is because we haven't really dealt with that one yet. Right. So, because typically with a earth, water, and air elemental, we obviously light up candles and everything. Do we even use candles for a fire elemental?
1: No, because you have the flame. You don't want fire to feed fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you have to be careful what elements you're going with because you want to squash that one and Mm -hmm. fill everything with more. That's why you would use like salt, you know, salt of the earth. You hear about that. So Mm -hmm. different types of salt, Himalayan salt, things like that you would use.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Now for say, for example, a skinwalker, what do you think would work best against a skinwalker just in case?
1: My personal experience with them, we used a bunch of um, frankincense and myrrh. Those seem to be about the only ones that you can really squash it with, in my opinion. That's what we used.
0: Wasn't there something else that you used, too, some sort of an oil?
1: Yeah, you can use the um, anointing oil, and that in itself contains frankincense, cassia, cinnamon, um, different things like that, orange, things like that, that they just, negative things, don't mesh well with.
0: And we all know that skinwalkers originally originated from the native culture and everything and they use a wide variety of different things like juniper berries they use different types of sage uh, sweet grass stuff like that and do you think that those types of herbs or anything like that will be effective towards a skinwalker
1: um i do you have to be careful on like the sage though, will make sure it's actual pure good sage not what you buy that from some of these places that tell you it's fresh and it's like 100 years old in the bundle but they do work it's mace it's basically your intent on those
0: and when you when you're talking about like fresh sage like just barely pulled off of the bush hung upside down to dry and then use it that, that works?
1: yeah that works better i mean you can do your own you can grab it and a a bundle of sage, throw a little salt in and you can bake it in your oven and dry it yourself Um, you want to do that because a lot of times when you buy a bundle from someone it's been processed to the point that I mean, even when you light it you can tell it just has an off smell to it and those aren't really going to do much
2: Would you say white sage would be a preferred one or is there a different type of sage because I know there's different types of sages
1: Uh, You can get white sage sometimes you can get it mixed with sweet grass that's a good one Yeah,
2: because sweet grass, that's uh, good vibes and purification. Right. So, yeah, mixing that. And then from what I gather, white sage is good for just cleansing people, houses, crystals, anything in general. It is. Sometimes what I like to do is
1: take a bundle of white sage and actually infuse it with different oils. So you can do that yourself.
2: And then, Shane, you were talking about juniper. Uh, That uh, resets energy and stress relief that's what juniper does
0: yeah and we've also used juniper to to battle malicious entities as well mm-hmm. uh particularly over at Merker because there's an abundance of juniper berries there but that's why i kind of brought that up as you know what about juniper berries? because i know the natives like to use that particularly around here because juniper is a very abundant source
1: they do and then they actually dry the juniper berries in a specific way and they can tell they call them ghost beads and they're supposed to protect you so
0: now juniper in your in your opinion when it comes to sage now obviously there's going to be different types of sage out there from different regions what would you say would be the best sage to use just in general
1: um Honestly, white sage, I pretty much just like white and sweet grass. You can get other, but I don't, I don't like it myself. No. And I'm particular about places that I will buy it from. Yeah. Like If you can go to a Native American shop and get it from there versus some shop in the mall, I would do that a hundred times over.
0: So when it comes to the non-human entities, so... For example, I'm just throwing names out there like Slenderman or anything like that when it comes to cleansings. Now, we've used osha Root, Palo Santo, we've also used anointing oil, we've sealed the doors, used salt, black salt, the whole gamut, including some of the other spices and everything. Is there anything else that people should know about these types of cleansings when we're dealing with non-human like entities?
1: Please don't use dragon's blood ever. That people will say that's great. It's not. Sage isn't gonna really do much for him. If you want to go all out and spend the money, you can find bog oak. That's really rare. It's it's great, but osha root will almost do you the same thing. Uh, they're just you just want to use those more powerful things because if you use sage, it's not gonna get rid of it. It's just in my opinion, it's just made it more angry. So. Band aid. Yep. It fixes it'll seem it for like a minute. it helped
2: for a minute, and then it'll come back, and it's a little stronger because it's more angry that you tried doing something about it.
1: Yes.
0: Yep.
2: And I'm glad you brought up Dragon's Ball, because I don't remember if we mentioned it in the last episode, but I'm glad you mentioned it again just to cover, because we're really serious on not using it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It, it's very apparent. if you, If you haven't figured it out this far in our podcast, we definitely do not like Dragon's Blood. It smells great. I mean, it makes... Sure, I'm sure you can use it it in a normal situation,
2: but if you're trying to use it to cleanse anything, then then you're going the wrong direction.
0: Exactly. Yep. Completely agree.
2: I want to bring it up just real quick, and if you don't like it, you can edit this out. Uh, Slenderman. I know you brought it up willy-nilly, but I'm curious uh, if you actually think Slenderman's a real thing. Because in my opinion, and I'll say it first, uh, I think it wasn't real and it takes enough people to believe in it for it to potentially manifest into becoming a real type of entity
0: No, I have my same. I have my same opinions about it as you David I think uh, slender man was never really a thing until everybody started believing it and It's just like everything else you wish for something to happen. It will happen Unfortunately, all these people wished for Slenderman. Well, guess what? There was some non-human entity that decided to make himself look like slender man and bam now we have slender man But I personally do not believe it was a real thing off the get-go. I yeah. think it was conjured And I think that's actually a big case with a lot of
2: places that uh, Like TV shows or other people hype up they go to and they say You know all the ghost stories of this is, demons are here and they're, they're probably not there But if enough people go looking for demons there they're probably gonna find demons there because they had the image in their head that there's gonna be demons here so they start manifesting demons there when they see something but it's not an actual demon So right. you can have enough people believe in it to where it actually becomes a real thing
0: well I mean if you get if you're getting paid enough money to sit in front of a camera and scream demons in a location of course that's gonna attract the negative that comes with that I mean it 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 just goes back to what I originally said is you wish for something to happen, it's going to happen. That's just how the universe works. You wish for this uh, location to have a demon in it. Over time, you're essentially inviting that bastard into your house. You know what I mean? And then, now you got a problem on your hands. And you don't know what the hell to do. So you have to call a bunch of crackasses to go out there and try to cleanse it when they don't know what they're doing until you finally stumble across a uh, reputable group like my group that can actually handle these types of things and we finally resolve the issue. But in the first part, you know, you shouldn't be wishing for having a demon anyway. You shouldn't be sourcing out a demon. You shouldn't even be looking for a demon. Demon is, you don't need to look for those, you know what I mean? They're everywhere, you know? Regardless if they want to be found or not, there's demons everywhere. And if you go looking for it, you're going to find it, and then you're going to be in a whole world of hurts. That's why it severely irritates me when these people, all they want to dabble in is with the malicious stuff, the demonic stuff. And really, there's more aspects to the paranormal than just demons. Why don't you learn how to pass the spirit over to the other side that actually wants to go towards the light? Why don't you try to, I don't know, use your investigative skills to actually investigate the paranormal to try to get a better understanding why we have paranormal in the first place. You know what I mean?
1: I think it's because it's not glorified in people's mind. Oh, I crossed a spirit. I mean, if they they want to tell stories, so if you can say, oh, there's this demon that, that makes for a better storytelling thing, then oh, it was this nice spirit we helped it cross. Which
2: is I weird because honestly, problem. I never want, when someone asks me what I deal with, I never want to tell them that I've dealt with demons. Me that's actually not something I want to to go looking for. There's exactly. so much more out here that I could find. In fact, I'd actually be take it back if we go to a place and literally every spirit we talk to is a nice spirit. That would actually be what I'm looking for more than the demonic or evil ones. You know?
0: Oh, well, that's hilarious because that's what Diana's been saying for the last six months. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: like, can't we just have a nice one? Just just a nice one. That's all I
0: want. But yeah, no, and, and I agree. It, it definitely makes a story a hell of a lot better if you're talking about, hey, I dealt with a demon, I battled with the demon. But there's always repercussions when it comes to dealing with demons in general. I mean, Diana knows that firsthand. I know that firsthand. Uh, David, I don't think you've actually came with us when we've dealt with actual demons before, right? I don't think so.
2: Probably not. And I'm okay in keeping that record clean.
0: Yeah. Well, the... There, there's repercussions to that. I mean, demons are actually pretty fucking powerful. I mean, <laughs> you think angels are powerful. Demons are just as powerful, you know. And the reality is, if you're dabbling with that kind of shit, you're going to have a lifelong attachment. You're going to be uh, feeling things that you never want to feel before. You're going to smell things you're going to never want to smell before. And there's a a whole gamut of other issues that come along with dealing with demons. Unless you truly have studied the work and the art of combating and battling demons, you're basically setting yourself up for failure to the point where you're going to have to reach out to someone that actually knows what the hell they're doing to be able to resolve this. And sometimes if you wait long enough, it might not be resolved, you know? Because it's not like we could just call up a Catholic priest and just order an exorcism. There's a process for that. And plus, I really don't think there's a priest in a thousand mile radius of Ogden, Utah, that can actually do a successful exorcism. So, I don't know.
2: So, speaking of demons, um, if anyone's seen that follows our group in any way, shape, or form, either it be our personal one or our podcast one, uh, they would have seen uh, a nice picture that you posted up. It's a 3D picture of you and Diana dealing with a Ouija board. Is mm-hmm. that uh, a little story you want to share on this episode?
0: Yes. So we were in touch with a fellow investigator down south in the Salt Lake area that wanted us to come and help out a good friend of his. And ironically enough, this investigator is also really good friends with Diana as well. And some of you might know who he is, but his name is Vincent. He reached out to us and wanted us to help his buddy uh, with a cleansing because he's been dealing with a lot of darker stuff lately. So, Diana, you can go ahead and kind of explain a little bit what happened.
1: So we basically went into his house, and you could definitely see there was something there, and opened a pantry, and there was an old Ouija board that he had gotten, an antique one, and it had definitely been used for some bad things. So, that's we had to take that and... then
2: he's just, what, com- storing his food on it?
1: Well, he had just barely gotten it, and he knew that we were coming, and he kind of tucked it away to see if we could hold in on it, because we didn't know anything oh, like normal. So, he's kind of you know. testing
2: you a bit to see if you got right. it legit.
1: to see, yep, exactly. And so, we went in and got right there, and he's like, oh, okay, and you could feel the bad coming off of this thing. So, we were like, this definitely needs to be cleansed, so...
0: And ironically enough, guess who was the one who honed in on it?
1: Good old Shane.
0: Wasn't We weren't even there for, like, what, ten minutes?
1: Nope, because I was looking at what was going on upstairs, and you went right to the regi board. hmm So. Yeah. Cool.
0: There, was a good? There was a lot of things that were going on. I mean, he had a nasty attachment. I, I mean, that thing was nasty. Um, he also... Oh, by the way, the only reason why we're talking about this is because he actually gave us permission to actually talk about this particular case. Now, normally we do not talk about these types of cases in depth. We just kind of give a brief synopsis on it. But he's actually given us permission, hence why you've seen the picture on our Facebook page.
2: And usually if we do in stories, I mean, we never say anyone's name. Uh, we never say where, you know, things are located at. We just give our personal stories that we deal with. So even if we do talk about a case, we're not devoting any personal information that anyone can link to a person.
0: Exactly. That's why I mentioned Vincent's name, but I'm not going to mention the client's name just to keep his identity secret. You know, if he wants to come out and say, hey, that was me, then that's all on him. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm not going to mention his name. But yeah, he had a uh, nasty attachment. So what would you do first, the
2: attachment or the Ouija board? Or the other various spirits that were probably in his house. Well, let me What's let me steps? explain
0: first what okay. we all found in there, and then we'll go into the steps. Copy. Because we found a portal that was about three tiers long, so it was a portal on each level of the house. Um, the weird so thing is,
2: separate from the board being its own portal, there yeah, were separate portals separate from, from the, the board. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: And he also had haunted objects in his house as well. Now, a lot of his objects weren't that bad. There was a really nasty sword that came from Japan from World War II, and there was blo- still blood on it. Oh, man. If, if you would have been there, David, and just felt the energy coming off of this damn thing, oh, it, it's by far one of the worst uh, items that I've come across in a while. But he also yeah. had a few other things too, particularly a hex and a jar wrapped around a doll's neck. That was also glorious. But essentially, we started with the uh, attachment, correct, Diana? Yes.
1: Yep.
0: And we had to do that in stages, so we both had to take a break and do it in stages to completely pull it out of him. And it was, I would say, it probably took you, like, what, half an hour, 45 minutes? Oh, yeah. Between Easy. both of us?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: And then we closed the portal. We also took care of the haunted objects in general that were a cause for concern. And then we, we did we do the Ouija board first or did we do it last? We did
1: the Ouija board first because yeah. we knew, I mean, he had dogs, so we couldn't keep them out forever. So we mm-hmm. had to hurry and do what we needed to do so he could let his dogs in. So that was first, and then we let that sit for a while.
2: Well, it makes sense because you want to close all portals before you start kicking things out. Because right. you leave the portals open and you kick things out, they just come right back in through the portal. Yep. Exactly. Or new ones come in through the portal.
0: Mm-hmm. And that one was, I, I would say that one was the worst Ouija board we've done so far and we've done what, two or three now, Diana?
1: A couple, yeah. Yeah. That was not very good.
0: Yeah, and we were there for I think at least two hours, two and a half hours doing the whole entire cleansing. It was right. pretty in depth. I mean, it was there was a bunch of nasty things in there. And so far it's been 3 weeks now and he's been doing good. Yeah, His really life well. is back to normal. I mean, he's a combat veteran, so he's he's dealt some with some shit and he's seen some shit. And for him to say that he feels that everything has gone back to normal, he feels great, mm-hmm. he actually has energy to do things, really makes me happy. You know what so I mean? So
2: did you get the objects, stuff dealt with the objects or does he still have the objects with
0: attachments on them? Some of the objects still have attachments on them, but they're not bad attachments. The ones that were a cause for concern were the ones that were resolved.
2: Okay. That's interesting.
1: And then we taught him how to, because he still wants to collect haunted Mm, objects, which is fine, and so we showed him the safe way to do that. Don't just throw them, don't get something haunted and just throw it in your living room you, know, you, you need
2: like that. a safe space for your you haunted objects
0: well yep. and really he did i mean he had an old grandfather clock looking thing armor looking thing and he actually had a shit ton of stones in there for protection and ceilings and stuff like that with the haunted objects so to me i could see that he actually knew kind of what he was doing but he needed that extra guidance as well you know,
2: as long as he cleanses his stones periodically, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that should be fine. Exactly. But the problem with what people do is they think just throw a stone in there and it'll be fine. And it's like, yeah, it'll be fine for a minute until the stone basically wears off, and then you have to charge it. Mm-hmm.
1: Which we told him how to do that, too, because he didn't have an idea that you needed to do that either. A mm-hmm. lot of people don't. They think you they get don't. one, and it's yep. good forever. You don't have to mm-hmm. do anything you, with you it. You tell
2: them what it does, and you're like, oh, cool, this will last me the rest of my life. Yeah, On not one so charge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it was uh, it was a very intense cleansing. I think that was the last cleansing we actually did, so yes. it's been a hot minute since we've done one. But yeah, I mean, it was, we still it was,
2: have one that we have to go back on though.
0: Yeah, which I need to more. follow up on that one tomorrow because I haven't heard back from her yet, so but. I will have to follow back on that one tomorrow. But outside of that, we haven't re- we haven't had any other cleansings or anything like that. But it was, I kind of wish you were there, David, at one, for a little bit of it, so that way you can see some of the things that we've experienced, you know, but then at the same time, I'm glad you weren't there, because I'm sure you probably would have got your ass kicked hardcore.
2: It would have been very hard not to touch the sword.
0: Oh, I touched it.
2: <laughs> of course you did squirrel.
0: <laughs> but I didn't open it until it was cleansed.
2: Uh, yeah, I would have had a hard time with the sword Because I am a sword Oh, you would Shianato. have loved the
0: sword This thing was a legit Commander's World War II sword And that came from Japan And it still had the person's blood on it The actual physical sword itself I mean, it put off a bad vibe Which was, eh, you know, it's whatever Up until he opened it And I about wanted to hurl I mean, Did it they have bad. a
2: fancy scabbard On mm-hmm. it?
0: Correct a locking scabbard. Yep. Well, that's cool. The hex, though, I did want to touch on that hex. Um, hex. Well, yeah, because cause I think uh, have we dealt with money hexes? Not really. Cause Diana has to a point, but I have not.
2: Because I think there's different types of hexes, right? There's hexes you put on people, and then there's hexes you put on things, right? Right.
0: And the thing that we were dealing with was a hex on a thing. It was technically, what was in that vial? Was it pine pine needles some
1: different pine needles and then you could tell the different um oil that it was setting in it just it wasn't a good thing
0: and what what's the
2: purpose of what what was its goal of the hex to do
1: i think because it was an unknown like unless you were looking for it you never would have found it that's the thing because it was in a little glass vial tied to a string around this doll's neck
2: Yep. So, so it was just one of those things where it was like a potential booby trap to someone who would have accidentally just stumbled upon it, opened it up, and then boom, something happens to them? Exactly. Okay.
1: Like me, when I opened it. Oh, great.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I'm over here running like a chicken with his head cut off, trying to grab all the, the herbs and stuff that we needed to resolve the issue. And What do we ended up using? That arg- argomoth or whatever it's called?
1: The Agamony stuff, Agamone. yeah. That and anise and different. Mm. Just
2: throwing stuff yeah. at her.
1: Picking yep, it off her head. <laughs> right.
0: That would have been hilarious if I was physically throwing it at her, but no, we just grabbed Give it, pinched this. in there, and
1: put in the bottle. Cleansed it.
0: You're talking about uh, all this different
2: stuff with attachments and objects and everything. So when we talk about people, attachments on people, I noticed I saw you guys do uh, like a, a type of test uh, when you put herbs and stuff and you put it on their hands or whatever and you you ask them some questions to try to try to see what you're dealing with
0: do you you guys want to talk about what this test is oh we haven't even done that test in a while but i actually have i still have the test in my uh cleansing kit but essentially it's just a test to see if there's an attachment uh on said person so both sets of er, choice herbs and spices are just slightly different one you won't feel anything in general period it's the other one that we're more concerned about and if their hand is hot or their arm starts from the wrist on up starts getting hot then they have an attachment if they're holding it and nothing happens for like five minutes then they're good to go but diana can elaborate more on that.
1: So the thing is, is that it's just normal herbs that, unless you do have that attachment, it won't feel like anything. But if that, there's a negative energy, it counteracts with the herb. And we do one hot hand and one cold hand. So one's a fake, one's the real test. And that way you can tell, because you're not, you don't tell the, the client which is which. So they're not, you're not pre-sending anything into their mind, like, oh, I've got one. Um, but if there isn't a negative attachment to them, then it starts, uh, counteracting with that herb and it heats it up so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: then that's when you can tell
2: yep so you guys probably used it in a while because you're pretty good at just sensing if they have an attachment on them now so you really haven't been needing to use it yeah right
0: yeah i mean it's very apparent when someone has an attachment you can literally feel it when you're a few feet away
2: but i guess it's one of those where it's a good uh if you're not quite sure, if you want some reassurance, you just kind of default back to that little test.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, if if there's ever a case where I have to go do a cleansing and Diana's not mm. available to help at all, then I will revert back to that test just to make sure, just just so that way I cross my T's and dot my I's, you know. But if Diane is there with mm. me, then we typically don't do the test, even though I still have the test ready to go whenever we do need to use
1: right
2: so then we're talking about the people so what are the steps that we do when it comes to fully starting to cleanse someone's house
0: It really depends on the the entity that's that's there but usually we start with some of the more simpler things like, Salting the drains, spraying salt water in counterclockwise motion around each door and window. Then we go into. There's the basil. Yeah, there's basil Uh, for the beds. The beds. You can also use lavender as well. Then we go into doing Osha Root and Paul Santo. And then we would start at one point of the house and just make sure you do it in a counterclockwise motion throughout the whole entire house. And depending on the on how bad it is, we'll seal the doors and if it's really bad, then there's other herbs and spices that we use as well on top of that. So just really it's hard to do, give a guideline for a house right. cleansing because each one are different. One could be not as bad as the other one. We've had we've had a couple where we just had to do just some of the more basic stuff and it cleared it right up. and then there's other ones where, like that previous client that we were talking about where we had to go in depth, like seal the doors using different herbs and spices, taking care of attachments, taking care of haunted objects. I mean, the whole gambit. Yeah, well, I mean, there's the basic
2: stuff that we do that uh, you kind of do as just a basis, but then there's something that you and Diana do specifically that really only you and Diana can do at the end, and that's when it really seals the house at the end.
0: Yeah, sealing of the doors.
2: Um, yep. Which is interesting Because I've, I've watched you two do it uh, I know you're wanting me to try it one day We'll see
0: <laughs> I think you'll be good at it Just it, it takes time I mean it's still Even I've been doing this for like what A year and a half now Diana since you taught yeah, me How to do it about
1: that.
0: Yeah. I still get a little Worried about it you know what I mean When I When I start mixing it all together But once I start doing it I put all my Energy into it you know but it's not everybody can do it I will tell you that I don't really think other people on the paranormal field will be able to successfully seal a room or anything but it it's tailored towards your taste and the way that you want to seal it and that's how Diana taught me yep
1: and hey David you've got the height for it you
0: can do it yes you do that's
2: my only advantage going into it (laughs) I can reach the the top of the doors it's
1: true
0: but it's it, once we get you on a couple of cleansings, David, and we teach you how to do the ceiling, uh, ceiling of the uh, the doors and, and rooms and everything like that, it'll start make start making more sense, and I think you would actually be able to do it quite well.
2: And the attics, I I also get in the attics. Yes, yes. attics
0: and basements that are about damn near buried.
2: <laughs> yeah. Where I fear that the only way in is a little hole and at any point it could crumble and I'm stuck in there forever.
0: Yeah, sounds about right.
2: Yeah, that was that was nice.
0: Yeah, David's definitely a go-getter. <laughs>
2: Everybody
1: has to have one of those.
0: Right. It's fine. <laughs> it's
2: fine. So yeah, I mean that's pretty much all I mean what what we do cleansing wise. I mean we do have guidelines that we give the homeowners after we leave, obviously, so they can keep it that way. Um. So let's talk about stones when it comes to uh cleansing your stones, because you've obviously you've heard us talk about it a lot. That stones are like they have charges in them, and eventually the charge runs out like a battery, and you have to charge it. But it's not something simple as sticking a cord into it and charging it.
0: Yeah. So So with stones, it's super simple. You just need a Tupperware container copious amounts of salt and the stone just needs to sit in the salt for a while depending on the last time you cleansed it you could have it in the salt for 15 minutes or a few hours it just really depends if it's stones that you use on investigations you might want to put it in some salt for a good little while you know at least an hour if you're using stones for your house and if you're following the moon cycles then I would say you would probably want to keep it in the salt for at least one, to two hours. It just really depends. And if you can you do both, right? Moon yeah. and sun. If you so alternate just... the moon and sun, you don't have to have them in the salt that long, maybe like 15 minutes, half an hour. But if you're only doing just the sun or just the moon, particularly the moon, then I would say at least an hour, hour in the salt, yeah. But once it's in the salt, you just leave it be, make sure it's completely submerged. Once it's done, you pull it out of the salt and you get it ready to uh, accept the energy from either the sun, the moon, however you're wanting to recharge your stones. So typically, like say tonight, at, at the time of this recording is actually full moon tonight. So what I'm going to do with my stones I have a bunch of stones that I use in my house that I use for protection and dreaming and sleep and and all that good jazz. So I'm going to be compiling all that together and I'm going to be cleansing them tonight uh, right before I send them out to the full moon. For my stones, they're probably going to sit in the in the salt for about a half an hour or so, maybe 45 minutes. Maybe an hour. I think the last couple of weeks have been a little a little rough, right, Diana?
2: Yep. Well,
0: so what I do, because if I do that with all my stones,
2: I uh, will need a gallon bucket. <laughs> um, you don't so, need to do
0: all your stones. Just use the stones that you use for, like, protections and stuff like that. So, Well,
2: so what I do is I have selenite. So I do the selenite, because selenite can cleanse the stone. So I, if I, you know, charge up the selenite, and then I place little bits of selenite around where my stones are and where I use them, then the selenite will start you know, cleansing my stones.
0: Yeah. Selenite is is a good stone to cleanse your other stones as well. I do things a little bit differently even though I know my selenite can cleanse my other stones. I just like to cleanse them all at the same time. And I like to recharge them all at the same time. Because I use them for different things. So like I have jet. I have obsidian. I have selenite. I have orange selenite. I also have um, there's a couple other ones that I'm also using as well. Jet is one of them. There's a few other ones that I'm also using, so I'm going to gather all those stones, and I'm just going to cleanse those stones. I have a a lot of other stones that I also have as well, but I'm not going to cleanse them all. Same with Dave. I have
2: have too many to name, so we'll be here forever if I name them. So essentially what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a good picture of all my stones, and I'm going to post them on the Facebook of our podcast, Facebook, and then you can
0: marvel at my stones then exactly and I'll do the same thing as well even though my collection is not near as much as David or Sadie's but but I wouldn't say you need to cleanse all your stones just you cleanse the stones that you use regularly now if you have your stones on display like David does and and all that you don't need to cleanse them all you only need to cleanse the ones that you actually physically use so like I was saying before I'll probably cleanse them for about half an hour to to an hour and then i'll put them out into the moonlight tonight and probably leave them out there all night because it's going to be a good month or so before we actually have another full have another full moon is it a month does it usually take about a month yeah there's one full moon every month yeah Yeah. and then occasionally
2: get the rare runs where there's two full moons in a month like we had last october and it was called the blue moon
0: yep But typically what I like to do is I like to alternate the sun and the moon. So for this month, I'm going to be doing the moon. Next month, I'm going to be doing the sun. And then the next month after that, I'm going to be doing the moon. So I tend to regularly cleanse them every month. But I also need to because if I don't, I'll probably be in trouble in a couple of months if I don't recharge them. But that's just me. Other people are different too. If you're only using selenite, just cleanse the selenite. Um, I will touch back on the thing that David talked about though with selenite actually cleansing the other stones. You can use selenite to do that as well. I personally just don't prefer to do that. I would prefer to use the sun or the moon to do that, but in a pinch you can get it done, especially if you have a ton of selenite like I do. And if I need to cleanse a stone right then and quick, right then, you know? So now that we've talked about cleansing stones and all that good jazz. Now let's talk about some of the stones that certain people should carry around. Now, this doesn't have to apply to everybody. You kind of have to do your own research on these particular stones if you believe in the holistic nature of what stones provide and what different stones they provide as well. But typically my go-to, if you're gonna be doing the kind of stuff that we're doing, selenite, orange selenite, Amethyst, Jet, and Obsidian. Those would be my go-to five to carry around with me if we were going to go into a investigation or anything like that. If you're wanting something for your house, for example, honestly, invest in a good Himalayan salt lamp. Get some bigger pieces of selenite as well. You can use that. If you feel like you need to protect yourself while you're in your house for some odd reason, like if you're sleeping or anything like that, you can use Obsidian. You can use Jet. There's a few other ones, like how Light. You can also use how Light as well. Um, There's a green one. What's the green one? Malachite. What is
1: it? Is it the Malachite?
0: Malachite is another good one as well. Adventuring? Yeah, Yeah, adventuring, Adventuring I think would be a good one as well.
2: Because that's a uh, prosperity, well-being, and mm. uh, good luck. And yeah. then yeah, the ma- the Malachi is uh, it's more of a personal thing, because it's wealth, beauty, and individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, but my stones that I would have on an investigation would be uh, onyx, uh, preferably black onyx, uh, black tourmaline, uh, hematite. <coughs> yeah, pretty sure it's hematite. Um, Jasper's and Tiger's really Eye.
0: Good too, guys. Oh, Jasper. Jasper's, Jasper's a good is one.
2: Jasper's really good. Jasper. Uh, and Tiger's Eye. Because uh, Tiger's Eye is willpower, warrior spirit, self-motivation, so it's good. Hematite's courage, inner strength, and grounding. And then Black Onyx is uh, blocking negativity, patience, and determination. And Tourmaline is protection, banishing, and security. So that's everything a little shelled person needs when you're going into an unknown place.
0: Now, I want to get your guys' opinions on this. Now, I personally feel that when it comes to stones, I think raw is better than polished. What are your guys' thoughts? Tumbled, yeah. Uh, yes. I
2: agree. Uh, I think raw, because, you know, tumbled and polished, it obviously looks prettier. Uh, but if it's raw... But, I mean, there's not much they do to it. It's almost like putting, like, a, a layer over its... Uh, potential ability to help but I think it's still just as strong but then it's also I think a little the same the same thing is there's a layer that is it's harder to get output out and also when you're trying to cleanse it it's a harder to get input in but I still think it works the same and honestly the whole point of stones is uh, your own <clears> intent <throat> so if you think it's gonna work more likely it's going to work because it's your intent that it's going to work because that's the whole idea with stones in general if you don't believe in stones do what they do then no matter what happens you're not going to have anything happen to you with stones
1: i agree with that
2: so but i i do think uh raw is a little more stronger but i think you can do
0: the same uh polished or not see it and, and with me I feel like the raw has more benefits than it does the polish, and I, and I I would have to agree with you, David. I feel like the polishing that they do kind of puts a barrier around it, so it makes it harder to cleanse and makes it harder to use. That's why I really prefer to use raw, like our one of our investigators, Alyssa, for example, Diana and I are putting together a spice mix. and. A, a series of rocks stones that she can carry around while she's on investigation because she unfortunately, needs amethyst yeah we did get her amethyst mainly because she's she, she's a soul harvester by accident I mean it's not meant to happen but it just happens so we have to give her certain stones and, and a spice blend to be able to give herself protection mm-hmm. so that way this stuff doesn't happen while we're on an investigation and I tried my hardest to get her raw everything. Now, obviously some of the stones that I got her I couldn't get raw, but I tell you what David raw tiger's eye feels a hell of a lot better than polished tiger's eye in my opinion.
2: Yeah, all you ever
0: see is polished tiger's eye. I did find raw tiger's eye at Bryson's though, but it was pretty expensive.
2: Oh yeah, because it's not a common thing.
0: Yeah, but I did find some and I was actually quite impressed on how much energy was coming off of this particular stone in a raw form. Then I went and felt a polished one, and eh, you know, it was there, just not as powerful. But for me, I don't know, I just, I really like raw. So whenever we do cleansings and I give any of our clients selenite, I give them raw selenite. Now, I'm not talking the raw sticks that you can go buy at Bryson's or whatever rock shop that's in your area. I'm talking about this stuff was pulled out of the earth washed dried and in bags literally there's still like bits and chunks of dirt and and stuff like that that was formed inside of the selenite when it formed so i feel that it makes it more unique and i feel that it makes it more powerful because it comes directly from the ground to the client but that's just me yeah
2: no i i think there's there's some truth into it being raw obviously yeah. um, but you can't help but love the polish though
0: oh the polish looks beautiful and some of those stones like some of the ones that you just got David they they look really good they look phenomenal but then I also like the raw uh, look too like I don't know if I ever like amethyst for example like amethyst points I feel like those look beautiful raw especially in cru- in clusters tiger's eye was actually really beautiful raw as well selenite's beautiful when it's raw in fact i have i might have to set them out and take a picture and show everybody and post it up on our on our group page but i have some unique looking raw selenite crystals that are just they're just off the wall they're just weird looking but i've they're they're intriguing and I use them for my own personal collection because I feel like I can harness more power out of these ones. I don't know. It's a little weird. I'm a little weird, but, you know, that's just how I am, I guess.
2: Yeah. Um, and then you got the uh, chakra stones, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really deal with chakra. Like, I don't know. To me, chakra stones aren't something I dabble
0: with a lot. Nor do I, but we deal mostly with the heart chakra. If anything, when we're dealing with attachments Diana uh, does a yeah. really good job of playing attachments with the hard chakra
1: Hey, I try Lots of practice
0: Yeah
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I understand the chakra idea And then how certain stones help with different types of your chakras um, I just, to me, don't really go into it much Cause I, I don't know when you when you start when you think of chakra, you think of like you know yoga and all that stuff Which you know it is it's a meditation and stuff like that, but I guess My preparation in doing stuff isn't really in a meditation type aspect I don't I don't really have a way of getting ready uh, mentally than just switching something Going into something, you know, like I don't take yeah. that minute where I'm, I'm sitting on my floor with my legs crossed, humming, before like for three hours before an investigation, you know I, gotta, <clears throat> I don't have that type of process. I just literally wake up, have a normal day, and like, oh, well, tonight's my investigation. Bye, you know. Yeah. I don't well, really have a process.
0: See, for me, it's music. I'm big on music. I feel music touches my soul. Certain music, anyway. So whenever I need to get ready, if I need to get focused for an investigation, it's usually. Uh, music for me. And and since I'm usually the one that is by myself for at least an hour before I even pick anybody up, I'm usually blasting music until I pick someone up, and then it's like, okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. You know?
1: I just jump in. I just jump into them. Because, I mean, I don't know. How do you like... My thing is, how do I prepare for something I don't even know what's going to be?
0: No, yeah, right. Like if you get yourself
1: yeah. all psyched up, oh, it's going to be this, and you get there, and you're like, oh, crap, it's not anything, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. I Which I've in. done that
0: before. Yeah, I think it's just, I just want to get my mind ready. Like, I just need to focus, and I need to relax, and I just need to listen to some music. I don't know. There's been studies where music has been linked to, to how people react, and how people feel, and everything like that, and... And I feel that's true. You know, I feel like certain music that I listen to and no, it's not demon music either. It's just normal (laughs) music. Um, the music that I listen to, I don't know. It it just has to resonate to me. I, I don't know. Like here's a question for everybody out there. Have you ever listened to a song and got goosebumps?
1: Yes, I have.
0: That's what I'm talking about. That that's the type of music that I listen to when I'm getting ready for this kind of stuff. It just, it settles me down and gets me ready. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Makes Um, sense. Yeah, I've I've definitely psyched myself up going to places before. I mean, I guess the only thing you can do is if someone tells you where you're going and tells you all the stuff that's happening, then you go, okay, and you start expecting it. But I, I think the worst thing you can do is go into it, any type of haunted location, investigation, cleansing, or whatever, and your mind's Once you're there, your mind's not there, you know, or you start thinking about personal stuff or other things, then I think that's when you have a problem because that's when your defenses are down.
0: Yeah, that actually, that brings up a really good topic to protect yourself. If you are dealing with any type of trauma, whether it be a death in the family, any type of uh, PTSD or anything like that, sit it, sit it out. Don't even risk it. Just don't even go to an investigation. Until you're better mentally, don't even try to even do this because you're going to cause more harm than what it's worth. Right. Because yeah. really, you have to be in the right mindset to do this. Mm-hmm. And if your, if your mind is clouded with, say, your girlfriend cheated on you or your father died or... You know, you just lost your high-paying job and you don't know how you're going to be paying your bills. You know, those kind of things will cause your mind to alter to a point And unfortunately, malicious entities know how to prey on that kind of stuff. And then you're in a whole world of hurts. And then you're going to be doing the pity me, why has everything happened to me, blah, 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 blah. Well, you kind of did it to yourself. You should have just stayed home and resolved some things, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so I mean, that's the only thing I can think of to, you know, preparedness-wise going into something is just, you know, when, when you're there, you got to be able to focus on that and not anything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I mean, because there's times, you know, you can take breaks and, you know, you get on your phone, Facebook, whatever, do all this stuff, but but once you're in investigation mode, you know, that's, that's all you really need to be thinking about.
0: Yeah nothing else matters you need to need to just focus on the task in hand and nothing else matters i can't tell you how much it drives me when people just don't focus on the actual investigation they're always on their phone they're always doing this they're always doing that and i get it you have family you need to check on them that's great that's why we we have special breaks for you to do that and everything but also if you're going to be traveling three hours one way to an investigation, you need to be focused on this investigation, you know?
2: And I mean, there's times where we're in uh, an investigation, it's like slow or quiet, and you know, there's not much. So when I mean, we have like a bit of banter back and forth with each other, because sometimes when you're not focusing on a spirit or something, that's when something happens. Yep. So, I mean, there's time, but it's it's a time and a place and know your moments when you're right. doing it I mean it's very It's hard to have an example On something that it could be different From an investigation to investigation
0: point yeah. I mean there, there's been a time where Time or two where we've just sat there And we're just shooting the shit During an investigation Because it's dead and in the door, no, no pun intended And all of a sudden we get an EVP Or our equipment starts going off Or there's been where we'll get everything set up We get everything rolling We get everything ready And then we'll go take a break for like 10-15 minutes just to see what the equipment would catch while no one's in the house and nine times out of ten we actually do catch things you know what I mean so I think it's again it can be very
2: very boring what we do there's only small percentages of exciting stuff but it's enough that gets you hooked and wants to do more
0: oh yeah what you see on TV is not real like it's not real how we do things like we could be spending eight hours in the dark just sitting there, asking questions, rolling a digital recorder, you know. It's really not that entertaining. And I think a lot of people has have that misconception, and a lot of people that join the paranormal have that expectation of they're going to be running around screaming ghosts and demons and have pointy black hair and all that good jazz. But really, though, it's not that glamorous. You're going to have to get in some to some cold, dark, dirty places. And you're going to have to investigate and you're going to be sitting there for hours, twiddling your thumbs, wondering if something's going to happen or not. You know, no. yeah, I mean,
1: keeping I, your eye on that spider in the corner
2: right? Yeah. <laughs> or the grasshopper. Is that on the inside of the car or the outside?
0: <laughs> At the rate that she was about ready to hop out of that seat. It was definitely on the inside.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't hate on the shows and I really don't like the ideas of the shows I just understand that the shows people are watching it is and it's entertainment like I understand what they're doing in the shows I understand their process in the shows of what they're doing and some some shows do try to do a bit of truth and they do try to be as honest as possible but in the end whenever they do I understand why they're doing it is because they're, they're trying to make it entertaining that's the whole point. Yep. and that's essentially what they're getting paid for so I understand that part so I, I don't hate yeah. on shows or filming or people doing that I just, what what's hard and bothers me is when people who just watch the shows have a different mindset and concept of what other people who really do it what the difference is and so I would like to have the ability to have a show to where it is both entertaining but then both also informative really informative at the same time
0: yeah no and, and i completely agree with you david i think if that kind of stuff were to happen i think other people would finally have a realization of oh it's not as glamorous as it seems to be on these other shows
2: and i think sometimes they do that where they do time lapses where they see a person in there they've been in there for three hours then they show a little thing that happens to them and then they speed it up again you know i mean that's understandable because that makes sense but what I don't like is when people say, this is everything they got in one night, and then you know they filmed for three nights. Yeah. You right. Know? That's, that's different, and it's, that's lying to the people that you're getting this crazy activity in one night when it's three separate nights you're
0: there. And it's not guaranteed that you're going to get much activity in the first night anyway. That, that's just, there's been investigations where we've been on where we didn't really get deadly Squat. You know, and then there's some investigations where we're just like off the wall activity, you know? There's, it's either one end of the spectrum or the other. There's no in between, you know?
2: Yeah. For sure.
0: Yeah. So, I wanted to circle back on some of the stuff that we use for cleansing. Now, Diana. Yes. Just recently, you have. Concocted a particular type of spray. Do you want to elaborate on that?
1: So it's just a different cleansing spray. Then I've put in different herbs. I put in some frankincense, some lavender buds, some chips of Palo Santo. Just let it all marinate together. It's just whatever feels right in the moment. You know, some some batches I'll make and I'll be like, uh, yeah, no, that's not gonna cut it, and down the sink it goes. But this one, you just, for things that are happening anymore, it's just a little bit heavier world that we're in right now. And uh, so you just got to add different things. I've thrown some juniper in there. Um, it's just about letting it all marinate together, if you will. So
0: so would you say what would be the best if mm-hmm. someone were to go and want to make a just a small bottle of cleansing spray for themselves... Just so that way they can spray down, spray themselves down after when they've had to deal with the public or anything like that. What would you recommend?
1: I think just if you're doing a public event and it's not like a hardcore investigation, you'll be alright if you just get a sage cleansing spray. I mean, if you want to make it yourself, you can. But honestly, unless you're going to go to a lot of events, it's easier to just buy one. uh, Because they last... A long time. They have a really long shelf life. But if you're going to make them, go ahead and look up the best ways to do that. Don't just think you can grab a bottle of water and dump some oil in it and you're good to go. Because it's yeah. not how it works.
0: Yeah. There's different ways to make it. I mean, in the past, I've cut water with witch hazel. Mm-hmm. And I've used certain types of oils for my cleansing right. sprays. Other people do, do them differently. But I know with your experience, Diana, you make by far the best sprays and the best anointing oils ever. I've never even heard of anointing oil until I met you, and I've only heard of certain sprays until I've met you, and you've kind of opened up my third eye to everything else in this world of, of cleansing and everything like that. And really, the possibilities are endless. You can make anything out of anything.
1: Right, you can, it just, you'll go somewhere, and it just depends on the thing you're dealing with. You might. Oh, I use this as my base, but I have to hurry and add this to it. I've done that before. So, it's just a good idea. Just figure out what works for you. I mean, everybody has their own mindset, their own belief as far as cleansing. If it's just a public event, you know, you're you're, you're okay just to use a sage spray. You're yeah. good.
0: And in fact, I've, uh, I've picked up, when I went down to the reservation over there by Vernal, uh, I picked up some sweet sweetgrass spray
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it seems to work actually really well
1: right
0: um, there's certain other sprays that i've tried that i'm like eh, i'm just not feeling this and then there's some that i've made that i'm like oh, this this could work if the if the if the entity was pretty mild you know what i right. mean but, yep. but that's pretty cool like diana's been doing this for so long you know it's She knows what she's doing, and she's a great resource. Like, I've learned a lot from her when it comes to this, and there's still a whole gambit to learn. Like, uh, on the last episode, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but she handwritten a whole list of the different herbs and spices that we can use for cleansings, and then she's given, like, good examples on the very bottom of what you can use this for, what you can use that for. And then, obviously, you can just expand from there and start experimenting. And eventually, hopefully down the line, you know, as I progress into a more knowledgeable individual with cleansings and with my abilities and everything, uh, I would like to just sit down and just watch and learn how you just fill everything out and everything and then try you know, try to get that figured out and learn your ways, you know, on how you make some of your stuff.
1: It could happen.
0: Yeah. Because I think it's you're, you're very knowledgeable in this stuff and you're, you have experience. You have a lot of experience in this. And I'd rather take your word over someone that's only been doing this for, you know, five years. You right.
1: Know? Well, and it's a lot of trial and error. You know, you, you figure it out and what works and what doesn't work. And if you know what's not working, don't use it for Pete's sakes. But there are teams out there that doesn't matter. It's what you think you're supposed to use, so they're going to use it.
0: Yeah, and those are the narrow, narrow-minded ones that tend to not really think outside the box and actually learn from their mistakes either.
1: Right.
0: But yeah, I just wanted to circle back on that because some of the some of the things that she's concocted has worked phenomenally on our investigations. I mean, you can't buy this stuff off the shelf. I mean, you can buy the ingredients off the shelf. Yeah, you you, you can definitely do that but to actually put it together and actually know that oh, I'm gonna need three drops of this or I'm gonna need 10 drops of this or I'm gonna need a little sliver of this, you know, a little pinch of that. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh God. Hold oh, on. Malfunction. Oh no.
2: Did you smack your microphone?
0: Everybody there? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I accidentally kicked the cord out of my headset. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> that was a little weird was starting to flame my arms, you know. Everything was starting to get important again. <laughs> yeah, as I was saying, she has the experience. She knows exactly what she's doing and everything, and she knows that, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, she, cuz she's been there, she's done that. And I would like to eventually to get to that point, you know. Obviously, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to learn some things. I'm going to have some trial and errors as well, but eventually I would like to get to that point, you know.
1: You can it just takes time, lots yeah. of time.
0: And then David's going to be learning with us as well. Yup. Right David? Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so
1: confident.
0: I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: Doing my thing. I, All right. I, so. I feel like your grow, growth and growing and my growth and growing are going to be kind of two different things. Yeah. I feel like you're gonna be uh, setting a specific skill set that's gonna be <clears throat> different from mine, if that makes sense. Because I mean, we can know the same stuff and knowledgeable stuff, but what I think what you're gonna be the best at versus what I'm gonna be the best at are gonna be different.
1: Yeah, Which I think just you know people just have different gifts and abilities. Some are just natural born healers. Some are protectors. Some you know it just. You might be the best investigator, but you're not meant to do cleansings. And that's okay. That's, you know, it's not something that everybody can do,
0: Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and, we, and it definitely makes sense. I think in general, though, with all three of us, for example, all three of us were to do a cleansing with our different backgrounds and our different skill sets and everything. Right. I think we could bang out an a, even a very difficult... cleansing without a problem
1: right because we're all three good at different things you have to have that balance it just it's all about balance
0: but i think the first step at least is to get for example david get him learning some of the things like sealing of the doors and how we do some of the cleansings and everything like that i think teaching him that and then explore off of that and then what his skill sets are will definitely complement our skill sets as well
1: definitely i agree sure (laughs) 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 there's that confidence I love
0: (laughs) so the last couple subjects that we're going to touch on before we wrap this up we're going to talk about how to balance out your house and how to cleanse your house after when a team has been there so for balancing out your house essentially you're going to need the four basic elements you're going to need earth wind fire and air now me and David have our differences when it comes to fire I consider electronics to be fire technically because essentially once an electronic component fries or arcs or anything like that and it catches something on fire you have fire you know but you can use candles the new well I wouldn't say it's a new thing but everybody has been Talking and hoarding those uh, candles from uh, Bath and Body Works. Those are really good candles. You can use those if you want. Uh, when it comes to wind, AC, heat, fans, your windows open, anything like that. Earth, it could be a number of different things. If you love your stones, go ahead and use them. You know, If you want plants, preferably have plants in your house, that would also be great as well. Let's see. So, the, and for, for the water, you can have little, uh, you can have little, uh, one of those little waterfall things that you can buy at Walmart for like 10, 15, 20 bucks or whatever. Just scatter, get like two or three of those and scatter them across the house. You should be good to go. But that's just my opinion. What are your thoughts, Diane, on that?
1: Um. So, I agree with everything. The fire, I'm a little, I lean more towards actual flame candles, things like that. I mean, I get the whole principle of electronics but when you're balancing it out i think you need to do that naturally if you can to me that's my opinion okay it's a little bit better but i'm not i love scented candles but if i feel like my house is off i'm just going to use plain white unscented candles okay that's that's me that's what i like to do
0: what's the difference between using white ones versus red or black <laughs> or yellow or green
1: well black you can use you know common knowledge tells you that that's not the best thing to do if you're trying to lighten the area red you can use i just prefer white because the symbolism of it you know um that's my preference plus white unscented candles are a lot easier to find than red ones
0: yeah well and the the only reason why i bring that up is a lot of people out there will be like well if it's just an unscented candle it's just wax and a wick you know what 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 is it's, that going to do for me, you know? It's
1: the symbolism. Like, yeah. if I'm trying to fight um, an elemental, then I'm going to throw in a red one. It's just white, has that symbolism of purity. Um, so that's what I use. It's an easy grab. It's an easy go. They're simple to find. You yeah. know, it's it's really hard to find an unscented red candle.
0: Yeah. Which, which brings up a good point. Anybody that's... Um, I'm sure... In any point, in anywhere across the United States, you've seen the uh, Latino stores, the mm-hmm. um, those, those particular types of stores, and you've seen those candles that symbolize. You know, was that um, what do they usually have on their glassware? It's usually what the the Mary or I whatever think it's so. called. Yeah. I can't remember what the
1: the like the Mother Mary. Yeah, whatever. the Mother
0: Mary and stuff like that in the Latino court culture. Mm -hmm. They usually use white unscented candles inside of this glass cylinder that has, you know, stickers on it of what they believe in and everything, and those will work just as well. And, And the fact that they only use the white candles for that basically tells you white is better than anything else. You know, don't use black, don't use red. You know, Obviously, if you're a practicing witch or you're in the Wiccan or Pagan or anything like that and you use red or black for you know whatever what you're doing. things you want to do and you know what you're doing, that's one thing. But for people that just need to balance out their house, simple white candle. Yeah. And it, it could be a tea candle. It could be one of those long, um, thin ones. Taper. Yeah, the tapered ones. It really doesn't matter as long as it's just white and unscented.
2: I think the only thing you can pretty much bring to like uh, the electronical side of it is uh, the heat element. So when you turn on a light or it's building up heat yeah so I think that's the closest you can probably relate in my opinion to electronical stuff such as lights and whatnot be related to the balancing of fire.
0: Yeah because mm-hmm. I mean for example if you have a gas grill, If you have a grill and you have gas, that's great. But how are you going to ignite that? You're going to need to use fire. So you can use an electric starter to ignite that flame. Same with gas furnaces or anything like that. Or you can use your own lighter to to light up a flame. That's kind of why I was kind of leaning towards like electronics, like electronics can't technically cause fires. Like if a power line goes down, poof, you got fire everywhere. You know what I mean? but I definitely get Diana's point on to it too. It's the actual raw physical flame of it is what's needed to balance out the house. Yeah. Diana, when it comes to balancing out the house, would you say in general, just have them scattered across the whole entire house or should you balance out room to room?
1: I think, you know, if your, your main living areas are what really need to be balanced. Like I don't, You don't need to have your bathroom balanced for Pete's sakes or your laundry room, but your family room, definitely your bedroom. Those, definitely your bedroom. You're most vulnerable when you're sleeping, right? So obviously you want that space taken care of. So I'm more concerned with people having their general places where they hang out the majority of their time, those balanced. I mean, it doesn't matter if your laundry room isn't. Or your basement if you never ever go downstairs. It's where you're going to be. That's the space you need to make sure is taken care of.
0: Okay. Which definitely makes sense. I just wanted to bring light to that so that way people aren't going buying a couple hundred Mm -hmm. dollars worth of stuff to balancing out every single room in their house. It's just the the biggest places where you tend to hang out at. So for me... It's usually my office or my bedroom. So those would be the two rooms that I would completely balance out, but I've balanced out my whole entire apartment. But that's just me, though, because with everything that we deal with.
1: It's it's not a bad idea, but, I mean, honestly, the majority of people are only going to be light on one, maybe two of the elements, you know, because your house is naturally pretty much earth-balanced anyway because your cabinets, all the wood in your home, things like that. But,
0: yeah. as we record this, we're at David's house right now in North, North Ogden area, and I would say David's house is very balanced. Every time when I come into your house, David, it feels comfortable, like I could fall asleep here if I ever wanted to, you know?
2: The only thing, and I'm sure Diana will agree, is is I'm getting too heavy on my earth element side.
1: Yes, you are.
2: But if she didn't notice, I have a fish tank in a new room now, and that's moving water. Is there water. Yeah, I, and I did that and I was okay with that And then in my bedroom I have because uh, I have a cat and I have a, a water bowl and it's cir- it's on a circulating pump so it's constantly flowing water in my bedroom mixed with my fan that's usually always on so that, then you have the wind and my stones yeah. and then so the only other thing is if you believe that the electricity counts as fire then every time mm-hmm. I, you know I turn my light on or anything so my bedroom's pretty good and then that's my good. other bedrooms pretty good. I mean, but yeah, I do because Sadie loves her plants and I love my stones and she loves her stones. So we we are very earth heavy, but so far it hasn't been too much where it's
0: getting overwhelming yet. Yeah. And I was actually talking to Diane about this last night. I actually want her to come over to my place and just kind of get a feeling of my my apartment to make sure it's still pretty well balanced because i'm with you david my my stone collection is starting to get up there i do have like four different plants we always have the air on because uh, we have one of those weird wall mounted ac slash heater units that has the the thing on the outside and then it goes through the wall and it comes to the fan on the inside so we always have that and then we always have or a candle going at the same time. So I feel like it's pretty well balanced to me, but I also want to get her opinion on it just to make sure if I need to scale back on some things or if I need to distribute some things in different areas. You know, I just kind of want to get her opinion on it. I feel like it's balanced, but with the stuff that we deal with, I want to make sure that it truly is balanced, you know?
1: Yeah, because that's part of it too. Like, you get so used to your own environment that you think it's perfect and somebody else walks in and they're like, this is not you know and the one thing I amazing. hate
2: is uh which is tough because you know my everyone in my family is okay with but I hate mirrors oh, I don't know why with the passion but I really just I don't like mirrors like I can look into them by myself like in bathrooms having a mirror in a bathroom is fine but if I just have mirrors all throughout my house I really hate it
0: yeah Me too. I only really have two mirrors in my whole entire apartment And that's in the bathroom I've thought about putting a mirror up Right above my desk So I can see when stuff is going on behind me Because Contrary to popular belief I actually have a ghost in my house But it doesn't really bother me She's just She comes in, says hi, and then she jets It's a female spirit So if
2: I counted correctly I roughly have at least ten different mirrors in my house Oof. yeah that's,
0: yeah and nice. Sadie loves her mirrors too huh
2: yeah and then even even worse hold your breath uh there's a door for one of my bathrooms that's always open and it has a, a door hanging mirror on it and it's opened and it's facing the bathroom mirror oh back to-
1: back mirrors
0: no that's no bueno yeah that's no bueno um, yeah you might need to resolve that issue real quick there David I would like to. <laughs> My
2: wants and what I can do are two different things. No, oh, I know,
0: I know. Um, also, David, I think it's a good idea if you uh, take a picture of your landscaping so that way everybody gets a kind of an idea on how much you guys like your earth. Because I'm uh, currently staring our, at it right now, and I think people would be intrigued on it. With our uh, garden esque. Yeah. So like yeah. that little front area right in the front of the house where it's that half moon shape that has all the the stones and everything like that, and then behind that where you have that little gradual decline with all those stones. I think that would be a good picture. Yes,
2: yeah, and I yeah, because I got a, a really cool pine tree that's kind of looks like it's sitting up on like a dirt hill, and there's just a bunch of rocks that kind of surround it.
0: Yeah, and the big old boulder next to the other. Uh, I think that's a juniper tree, right, David? Or is that that a fern? Sure. I don't know. (laughs) It's a tree. Well, it's kind of funny. So last night, Diana and I went to this public investigation up uh, in Provo, up this canyon. And I'm like, because I'm a big science buff. I like science stuff. Like, Diana makes fun of me for it. Like, when I fall asleep at night... I watch the history channel on how the earth is made that's the kind of person i am I, I like that kind of stuff and so we were going up this canyon and i'm like all pointing out i'm like do you see the layers of rock right there that's th- out the millions of years of rock that's been piling on top of each other you can see that oh you can see how the tectonic plate like broke off and shot right up and you can just see all that you know and then i'm over here geeking out about this quartz vein that i found in this huge ass boulder i mean it's like a, it it's an actual vein i'll have to post up a picture for everybody to see but i was you know all geeking out over that diana's over there about ready to fall over laughing her ass off at me <laughs>
1: you're such a geek I'm
0: like, only slightly
1: i'm like you're geeking out over the rocks and i'm like oh there's a ghost over there there's a spirit over there <laughs> never mind you're looking at the rock and <laughs>
0: And then I'm checking out the rock and then I see the native just walk right by. It's like, oh, hi. Did what you there? not see the rock?
1: <laughs> I know, right? Look at the rock. <laughs> okay, whatever.
0: Oh. So the last thing that we want to touch on is um, cleansing your house. Now, anybody can cleanse their house. Literally. But it really depends on the situation if you feel like the energy in your house is off it's I would definitely say you can use some white sage and some pal santo and just kind of go around the house and just clear the air and stuff like that and that should be fine if you want to burn some incense pal santo or even lavender for example you can use that as well just don't use dragon's blood no. in case we haven't mentioned it right
1: don't use dragon's blood don't
0: use dragon's <laughs> blood don't use it even though it smells phenomenal, don't use it. But when it comes to if you have a house that's, you know, you have some unwanted guests in there and you bring in a team and they do the cleansing and everything like that, refer back to what they instruct you instruct you to do. So for my group, once we do the hard work for the client and we basically pave the way for their success and they just need to maintain it. You know, I have a little guideline that I give them, you know, you can use sage, you can use Palsanto, you can use salt water, you can, you know, use a couple of the different things. I refer them to wherever they need to go buy it or what have you. And as long as you keep up on your end of the thing of the, the bargain, then everything should be Gucci. But if we haven't been to your house you don't know if you have a spirit in there but it just kind of feels off just go get some sage you know go get some pulse onto wood or some incense and you should be good to go just the only thing is if you're constantly a negative person you're always going to have negative things happen to you so you got to have a positive outlook on life and a positive outlook on everything to be quite honest with you so but when it comes when those when you're doing the cleansings you, it's pretty much self-explanatory what I would honestly recommend you doing, just reach out to a reputable paranormal group. They'll tell you, you know, like, hey, I have some questions about cleansing my own house. I don't think I have a ghost in the house. It just feels a little off, and I just want to kind of clear the air, you know. They'll, they'll tell you what to use. They'll tell you, like, how to walk around and do it or anything like that. So honestly, your best bet is going to be just reaching out to a paranormal group and they will give you the guidance. If you want to reach out to us, if you have any questions, you can definitely reach out to us. Diana is by far the most knowledgeable person here, but we can all help you when it comes to just basic cleansings. So just reach out to us and we can go from there. Did you want to add anything, Diana?
1: Um, you know, something simple and easy that you can use, everybody, and you probably have it at home, don't if you? I can't go by Sage or Palo Santo, I'm too far away. Take a simmering pan, a saucepan, whatever, put water in it, dump some ground cinnamon in it, throw in some orange peel, just let it sit and simmer on your stove for a while. Because cinnamon and uh, citrus are two things that negative energy doesn't like. And it, you know, it'll lighten the whole feel of your house. Simple, easy things. You don't have to go out and spend a lot of money. I mean, I know people that have gotten a hold of me and said, well, contacted this team and they told me I need to buy this stuff but it's a $100 no don't don't do that
0: yeah and like uh, around Christmas time I usually like to do kind of the same thing I like to make a Christmas potpourri Mm -hmm. so it's essentially the same thing you're adding in cinnamon you're adding in oranges but then you're also adding cranberry and nutmeg and possibly clove just depends on if you like that smell or not and you let that simmer for a couple of days during the christmas time you know christmas eve christmas day and the day after christmas it makes the house smell great it also clears the air very well and i think that's why a lot of people like to use it during the christmas because you know it's a festive happy time and they want the the air to be clear you know they want it to be positive i think that's where that originated but i'm, I'm just speculating i'm not 100 sure yeah i've seen diana actually use oil diffusers as well Mm -hmm. So if you're into, like, doTERRA, for example, which is by far the best oil you can get out in the market. I'm not sponsored by doTERRA. Diana does work for doTERRA, but she just has it so that way she can get her stuff. But doTERRA, in general, is by far the best oils you can use. And you can use a diffuser for anything. You can use it for uh, frankincense, mira, uh, orange, cinnamon, you name it they probably have it right and you can use a diffuser as well yeah. i don't know if sensi or pink zebra or any of those other ones actually had those types of scents so i would i i would say look into it but just do the oils would be the best Yeah.
1: i mean if you can't get doTERRA that's fine you just want to look for something that has pure plant pressings you don't mm-hmm. want to buy an oil that's overly processed because you know you're not getting the actual oil there so i mean there's young living there's a ton of companies out there but just make sure you're looking for pure plant pressings
2: yeah agreed so one of the things we usually tell people to do after we have uh cleansed their home and or them of any attachments is we tell them to do an epsom salt bath um, some people say they already do do that. Um, and that's also probably a good thing to do even on your own. Like when you're doing yourself cleansings of your home and stuff, just do that. Cause it, it just helps, uh, clear negative energy, uh, out of your body, depending on which ones you do. Uh, I think Dr. Teal is the preferred yeah.
0: mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Orange um, or I, lavender. Will
2: be yeah. But I mean, o- other types do, cause there, there's a, there's a company out of Idaho that has their own brand that I've, I've had before. It's pretty just relaxing in general. Like, they right. have more <clears throat> relaxing type stuff. But, yeah, just the, the Dr. Teal is more for the helping of the negative energy.
1: Yeah, something to remember about doing salt baths, still is you want to submerge everything, top of your head, all the way. And then don't just rinse it all off right after you do it. So if you're going to do a cleansing salt bath, do it just before you go to bed. Sleep on it. Get up in the morning, shower it all off. Like, you want that salt to actually serve its purpose it's not going to do you really any good if you salt bath and then jump right up five seconds later and shower it all off exactly so and that's that's, what we
0: always recommend especially where we pull an attachment out of someone we tell them mm -hmm. go take a salt Salt bath bath. so that way a lot of the side effects that you are going to experience is going to be muted to a point you know Mm -hmm. Right. And that goes with investigators as well. If you feel like you've been attacked and you feel like you're going to have that paranormal hangover that everybody knows about, that does the paranormal, go take a salt shower or take, go take a salt bath when you get home before you go to bed. Trust me, you will feel better the next day if you do that. I wasn't really a believer on it until I did it myself, and whenever we have a bad case, that's what I usually do.
2: Cool. Add a bad in there. Yep. Um, but I think that's that's all I got.
0: Okay. Well yeah, that should, that's the rest of this show. Now if you have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you want us to elaborate on a few things, reach out to us. Now obviously there's a whole gambit that we can go on on cleansings. And I'm sure down the road here soon we'll probably retouch on this subject again, start talking about some of the herbs and everything like that. And start getting down into the nitty-gritty if you guys want if you guys want us to
2: well i think what we'll could end up doing is uh just start talking about some of the cases involving cleansing because i mean we got tons of stories from literally each cleansing case that we've oh, yeah. done that you know just jump off the top of my head so i think these this two episodes was the introduction to what is the base and what you can do and what we do Mm -hmm. and i think the more we talk about cleansings uh we'll talk about probably cases Mm -hmm. and then if new stuff that we discover along the way come up we'll put them into those ones
0: yep but yeah if you want to if you want to reach out to us if you have any questions any concerns or if you want consultation if you want us to come cleanse your house reach out to us the, the biggest benefit about us coming and helping you, and I will be honest with you, besides the experience, our services are free. Free? Now, wait, wait, now, just wait. Don't pass out. Just because I said free, it really means it is 100% free. There are groups out there that will charge you up the ass to come cleanse your house, and nine times out of ten, it doesn't even work. So do your research. If you want us to come cleanse it, reach out to us, read our reviews, check out our website, anything like that. If you still have concerns, give us a call. I know personally, I will set time out of my day so I can sit down and talk to you directly if you have any concerns about cleansing. But the biggest thing is, our services are free.
2: Worst case scenario, we go out there and we don't solve it the first time, but we'll try to solve it the second time
0: exactly right my dad never raised no quitter so we will get you taken care of that's our promise to you and that's how we've always been we always want to take care of every single one of our clients now obviously some of our clients are a little unruly or they don't listen and sometimes they're a lost cause i will be honest with you about that there's been clients that we've had to turn away because they just wouldn't do their end of the bargain and that just comes with the territory. If you're willing to put forth the effort, we are willing to put forth the effort. Plus, five dollar free is actually a really good deal. To be honest with you,
2: free ninety nine.
0: Exactly.
1: dollars
2: ninety nine. Sorry, I just passed out because you said free. Ooh,
0: I know. <laughs> That's like a word that no one ever uses these days. You know, heaven forbid you actually help someone for free. Oh, oh.
1: Imagine that. Right? it's a novel
0: idea <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning into our podcast now this is going to be a little bit longer of an episode so I do apologize but it's very informational and highly hilarious if you catch our dry humor and other humors on top of that I don't
2: apologize
0: I know David <laughs> never does but I want to give a special thank you to Diana she's amazing She's very knowledgeable, and she is the biggest sweetheart you'll ever meet. And I know that she's she's got a family that she's got to do stuff with, and, you know, she's got kids to take care of, but she took time out of her life to come and do this podcast, and we really, really appreciate it, Diana.
1: You are welcome.
0: But did you guys have any last words before we depart? No, sir. No. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, and you guys have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you on the next episode. You are listening to the Bear River Paranormal Podcast, BRP Podcast. If you or you know of someone who is having issues with an entity or a possible haunting, please send us an email, text, or call. You can find all of our information at www.bearriverparanormal.com. We work 24-7 so we can resolve your paranormal issues quickly and as conveniently as possible. If you haven't already, please subscribe to Bear River Paranormal Podcast. Toss us a rating or a review. You can also find us on Facebook at Podcast. If you are interested in sponsoring us, please send us a message. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you for listening, and have a great rest of your day.